Hello, hello, everybody. This is Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Today, we're going to circle back to startup ideas, more so continuing the list of 100 startup ideas, apps, whatever that you can steal for free. Of course, this list is about seven years old. And even during the last few weeks, while I've been focused on more of the NFL stuff and over the holiday weekends, I kind of wrote like eight more uh, and flushed them out. So uh, I say 100, it could be more, it could be less, depending on how much I want to keep going with this. But if you are new to Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focused on talking about a variety of subjects and matters that I find interesting, more so with the goal in mind to help you fall asleep. I realized uh, after speaking with a lot of clients, friends, and people that, one, I'm either really boring, two, uh, I don't know why I found that funny, but two, um, that my voice tends to put people to sleep or most more so induce yawns and just, you know, gets people tired. So I figure whether it's my talking style or my voice or something that's going on, uh, I help, help help people fall asleep. And, uh, I've, and I keep saying this every week and it keeps blowing my mind, but uh, I keep getting more downloads and it blows my mind. So uh, I think I'm doing something right or, uh, or at the bare minimum, I'm providing at least some sort of value, whether if it's just talking about ideas you can steal, uh, sleeping advice or, or sports betting. It uh, doesn't matter. I'm always happy and eager to discuss whatever whatever's on, on my mind, whatever I feel interested in talking about. Or if you have any ideas yourself, feel free to shoot me an email, uh, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. I'm trying to be a little bit more active on Twitter, so you can follow that too. Type in droolishpodcast on Twitter. You'll be able to follow me there. And feel free to send me a message or uh, a request. Uh, I'll be more than happy to talk about uh, whatever you want. So... Without further ado, let's just uh, recap kind of where we were uh, with our startup ideas. I do recall the last episode we talked about uh, regarding the startup ideas was about, I would say, a nearly a month ago. Uh, yeah, almost exactly a month ago, uh, mid-December, mid and uh, I'm assuming this release would be in mid-January. So I do apologize for the delay if you're kind of hoping for uh, the 100 startup ideas to steal, but uh, to kind of go back to the point of the idea of the 100 startup ideas is, is the fact that, one, I firmly believe that, yes, you do need to take action upon ideas for things to happen. Um, but two, there, I think I feel like there's like a little caveat there, and that caveat is, is simply the fact that eventually, at least in my heart of hearts, I believe that uh, regardless of an idea that might come, uh, most of my ideas I don't feel like are coming out of like nowhere. It's usually like something that I want to make better or something that I feel like could be improved upon. Or maybe it could be something that could come out of thin air, but I firmly believe that just sheer numbers, 7.5, almost 8 billion people in the world, someone else has to, have, has to have had the same idea at some point or potentially that idea might be implemented in the future. I've already had like three or four that, that have already been implemented, not through myself, but someone else actually had a similar idea and actually ran with it. <clears throat> Bully's Pizza. <clears throat> but uh, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so giggly. Uh, maybe I feel refreshed. Um, but overall, though, 
I firmly believe that when it comes to ideas, there are they, they're only worth what you say they're worth. Okay, if you think something's gonna be worth, I take the fact they're only their their ideas are worth whatever they are. I guess the intrinsic value of an idea, which could be nothing, it's just the action and execution that makes the idea worth whatever the market or whatever people find value out of it. Now, going back to the list uh, of startup ideas, this should be part five, and going through all the ideas I've mentioned prior, uh, I think we are at around 25 or 26 here. No, 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 I'm wrong. I'm going down my list. We've, we've already discussed 32 ideas. 33 ideas. 33 ideas currently. And, uh, or yeah, ideas that are mainly either uh, apps, plugins, and, or maybe just products in general. So we go about, we go through about five, let's say about six, seven, six to seven for each episode. Uh, but this episode, I think just going through, uh, let's see here, what I have on my list here. Uh, keep in mind that a lot of these ideas uh, were written or documented at some point over the last eight years now, um, seven to, or eight years. I think I said seven initially, but going back, we're in 2020, so it's like eight years. Uh, and a lot of these ideas either have come to life or I haven't done too much uh, research recently to see if there's been a good alternative. Uh, but before I dive in, I still want to mention there was one idea I mentioned, uh, which was a habit tracker. And that's when I ran into, I think, a habit bowl. And that one, I, I strongly recommend if you guys have any habits that you want to hone down in or, or, or say, a habit you want to cut out. Uh, I, I think that's a really, really str a strong app to help you document uh, the process. And you, can, and you can keep track of like streaks and how it goes. So you're, you're a little bit more motivated to keep the habit going, especially if you're able to visually see it, which was initially kind of the idea I had uh, that I wanted prior, but this app came to life and I want you guys to you know, if that's something up your alley, I want you guys to uh, take advantage of that. So, uh, you know, when it comes to, regardless app it is, whatever products or whatever, I really don't have an ego when it comes to people taking it, except for the fact that I'd like to say, hey, that's my idea, or something something of the like, and, and I don't really mean too, too many things behind it. Uh, that said, I still have a couple of apps or things I want to build that I want to do myself, personally and you know try to see if those can be successful or help help out other people uh this podcast example was, was an example of an idea that i had that was more focused on uh creating a little bit of a i don't say hook when it comes to a sleeping podcast because i know uh sleep with me and a couple other podcasts do exist but uh, I, I really don't like listening to bedtime stories honestly and for me, I just love the white noise and combine that with the fact that I think people are really sleepy when they listen to me, or they become sleepy when they listen to me. I believe there could be something there. Who knows? Um, if this is not for you, obviously, feel free. Don't listen. You, you guys do you. But, grounding back, circling back, I should say, to this uh, episode uh, in regards to startup ideas, uh, let's just dive in. I know <laughs> we're seven and a half minutes in, but we're diving in right now. So, uh, this first idea, I skipped this last time because I felt like this was going to be a very lengthy one, and I, I don't know how many ideas we're going to go through, but uh, but this one, I call this uh, Let's Hang, and the concept is an IRL friend availability uh, app. Now, 
I wish I had this in video form, and this is probably going to be something I'm going to draw up, because I, I don't know, I, I, I really believe in this one. So, uh, the whole idea behind IRL friend availability screen is that for people who are generally, I would say around my age, uh, maybe people kind of in their late 20s, um, and all the way up to people who I would assume, assume in their 50s, 60s plus, maybe I could be off on there, but it seems like people around my age uh, tend to feel, uh, I don't know, uh, burdened when it comes to seeing, uh, you know, if people, if they're friends nearby, that if they're available, or even just uh, if you want to have a group of friends you want to hang out, as opposed to sending a group message and spending 20, 30 minutes, or even two, three hours figuring out what do you guys want to do, or who's available, trying to trying to connect schedules. I wanted to have an app that's just more low key that is simply shown on your screen of, say, your friend circle, that the people that you normally hang out with, that's based around proximity. And what that does is it could be something as simple as, like, on your basic, you know, swipe up of your Apple screen, you, you see your, you know, you see uh, flashlight, Wi-Fi, whatever, uh, you can see your friend circle, or, you know, your, your friend icons, and above that it can show red or green. And red means, hey, I'm not available right now, and you can see whenever they're not available. Uh, and it's, I would say it's kind of similar to, to the calendar app, but let's be honest. Uh, I think most people uh, outside of the business world, uh, they do kind of use it, but I don't think it's generally adopted for uh, just the everyman. Now, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like there's at least a better alternative at the bare minimum. But if you're able to see your current friend's availability and how long they're going to be available on, and if you're the friend that, say, if you're just hanging around all day and you have nothing to do and you want to see what your friends are doing, but you don't know if you're, you know, if they're working or not, or if they're going to be with the kids, or, you know, if they're, if they have like an extra hour between, say, a meeting or, you know, before like their loved one comes home or before they pick up the kids, you know, that might be an hour that you can hang out with your friends, you know, just do that without um, overthinking. So what you could do is if you're available, just, just flip the switch or press the button that goes from red to green. And then say, oh, I'm green and I'm available for the next hour and a half between X, Y, you know, between two things. You don't need to know what's going on before. You don't need to know what's going on after. You're just letting your friends know on a simple screen. You don't have, you even have to ask, hey, I'm free now. And then if you want to engage in your friend, cool. Just, you know, communicate. Just hit the green button and it might go to a message or even better within the app. You can just press the button and it, if you guys are okay with the, uh, uh, what is it, the location tracking, uh, what, what the app will do is it'll automatically give you prompts and ideas just to uh, start the convo. And this can still work with groups of friends because for me, the worst thing I, don't, I hate doing uh, is showing, uh, starting a conversation with friends and then just figuring out, well, what movie do you want to watch? Or, you know, where do you guys want to go? Or let's plan for this or, you know, X, Y, Z. And uh, luckily with my friends, we just play a lot of like uh, Magic the Gathering, a lot of nerdy stuff, uh, particularly our zombie side is kind of our, our main thing right now, but <laughs> I, I digress. Um, however, I think setting the logistics up, especially for, for people who tend to have more anxiety or social anxiety, or people who just want to meet friends, I, I feel like there's always an assumption that someone else is busy and there isn't a clear signal to let someone else know, hey, I'm available right now. I'm down to hang if we can make it happen. There's just nothing, I don't think, that's simple that does that. Uh, regardless of, uh, and, and here's the cat, not the caveat, but here, here's the icing on the cake. I don't think there's anything that does that that isn't directly tied with social media. 
uh, because some of your friends might not be on Facebook. Some of your friends not, might not be on Instagram. Snapchat, I know they track your locations too, but not everyone's on Snapchat. Okay, so with so many different things people have to connect to, uh, you know, I just want to see something simple that says, hey, you know, here, here's Bob, Jim, and Joe. They're available, you know, one could be 50, 20 miles away, one could be down the street. But let's just see if we all uh, put together, hey, we're all available for the next hour. What this app will do is that, it'll, like I said, it'll give you suggestions of ideas of what you can do. So you can say, hey, you can do polling, and it can actually calculate the time it would take for Bob, who's 20 miles away, to meet you at a bowling alley. And then say, okay, well, this could be, we could do this for an hour. So you can actually plan around travel time and commutes. Now, uh, what I have here is that I'm going over the notes. I know I went over the concept pretty thoroughly, but um, but again, I think it's just something that would be very simple to see, like on screen, if it's like red or green, and you can set up uh, your friends or your circles or whatever. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you can connect that to your your phone number too, so you can connect that to your phone number. You can have your close friends if you really want to, um, or just family members or whoever you want to hang out with. On top of that, I want the ability to show people, okay, you know, are we, are we down for, say, low-key settings, which is like, hey, let's hang out at someone else's house, or medium-key, which is like, I would say, hey, you want to get some food somewhere, or just chat, or go at a bar, and then there's high-key settings, where if there's like, hey, if there's an event going down, such as like a concert, or, you know, let's see, monster truck rally, or, you know, yeah, or, or, or mainly big events, planned events that should happen, uh, those would be three different types of events you can set up and plan for. And you can put all your settings combined, you know, you can put all your settings to say what, what your preference is. So if you have an hour, obviously the high key settings are out, but the low key or medium key is plausible. So I uh, still have to work out the details around that, but I think just setting things of availability and then the type of like availability you can do within the time frame that you have. And uh, I've been doing a lot of research regarding, uh, not, not a lot, but it's just some, regarding like algorithms and just figuring out you know how what you know what's the best path logistically and whatever and it turns out uh, you know a lot of these algorithms and software seems like it seems like they're all just trying to figure out like the the, uh, the optimal code of like availability or figuring out the optimal like say maze route if you're trying to figure out which should start and finish what's the best way to get there and similar to how i think uber and and uh you know ways and all those other uh google map tracking systems operate uh, and let's see, I'm just, I'm going to keep going down to, going down this list in order. So the spiel was already done. These are just the extra notes that I've written. Uh, let's see, that's a use for close circle of friends if they want to hang out. Uh, and the parentheses, most of us are busy with life, but are still close. Yet we want to, yet we spend more time figuring out what to do instead of doing it. So this keeps it simple. How does it keep it simple? Uh, let's see, uh, next note convo prompts and I put this as optional so this can so similar to what you guys are seeing with more machine learning and algorithms uh, and suggested text uh, even if you start seeing an email you can see how Google starts showing different uh, words coming up like it's almost assuming the sentence here yeah in this case there should be simple convo prompts I would say hey down down to hang or hey down to get food or hey want to go get a drink or something like that that's all you need you know, auto automatically pull up I feel like the I feel like more more and more people take a lot of conversations or text uh, way more personally than they should, and I think when it comes to setting up plans and whatnot, uh, unless if you have the ability and some and I feel like a lot of people do but some don't, uh, if you have the ability to just to set up a plan, 
uh, say, hey, let's meet here at two. Okay, done. You know, that should be a conversation. But when it comes to like, adding a third person and setting up actual schedules, that's where I feel like you would have to pick up a phone and figure that out. Whereas using this app, I feel like that actually either can negate that or it will or it'll expedite that process a lot faster. And uh, like I said, I, I just think, I feel like this is not, uh, you know, the, the mobile app currently is not great. Uh, the next note, a user can set up an IRL calendar or have a default status to quote unquote busy and flip it on if they are free and say how long they are available. Obviously, uh, we would like to have this as an easy to read uh, user interface and potentially ping for availability. So if you wanted to say, hey, um, here are some like, say, I don't want to say like the A squad of friends, but say like your close circle of friends or people you've been dying to hang out with, you can actually set notifications to say, hey, when they're available, let me know. And then maybe we can, we can, we can get like a push, push, uh, push notification or any, kind, any type of notification that you have. Again, this, this, this helps prompt uh, people to, you know, get out, do things, or invite people to come over without, you know, feeling like you're, you're imposing on someone's time. At least that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, like, I feel like at the bottom line, like, I, I don't know how, how convoluted this is probably sounding after, like, 10 minutes of talking. But if I could just do it too long, didn't listen, it would simply say, you know, it's a simple red light, green light of my availability sooner or later. Let's figure it out. That's it. And the app just handles all the logistics. So, honestly, uh, out of all the apps, this is probably the one that I've been uh, not only just dying to share, but um, trying to figure out the whole specific logistics behind it. Uh, I think I do have a lot more notes, but this is one that, uh, outside the idea, if you guys are listening and trying to steal that, um, you would probably have a competitor in me. So, uh, this is, like I said, my... <laughs> My, my five-star app idea. Uh, I just truly believe in it. Uh, and then, uh, and then you know, notes I have too. It says if it measures location, you can track driving distance and who can host certain area. You know, if someone's hosting your place or whoever's meeting, say like a bowling alley or a bar or wherever. And then uh, in bold that says showing actual availability. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, I prefer time frames, so maybe I was just uh, just crazy when I wrote that. I don't know, but. That is coming out strong, at least for me, app idea here is number 33 overall, but my first app for uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, that's number no. Now, number two, this is probably going to sound just as absurd, if not even more absurd, but screw it, um, it's my podcast, I'm going to tell these things, you guys can laugh, you guys can do whatever. If someone comes up with this technology, I would be forever grateful. It's one thing I forgot to mention early on. If someone were to steal these ideas, remember, these are ideas I want to come to life. Regardless of if I have the ability to do it, someone else is more than willing to take the baton and run and take that idea and make money. You can do that. I would be still grateful for these things to exist. Now, this number two one, this is not particularly an app. This is not a plugin. This is not a product, I think, yet. However, I think this is something futuristic that I think I, I, I would imagine Maybe, hopefully, maybe not. This could probably open up Pandora's box. I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it. Uh, but I think this is something that will probably be like the next version of the internet. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but the name itself is called ThoughtBot. And I'm going to... It's, it's hard for me to explain the concept. Maybe. Actually, no, I'll, I'll give it a shot. The concept is... 
Yeah, the, th the concept is more or less using the internet without actually using our hands or our appendages. As in, internet using thoughts, nothing more. For example, uh, one example I think was pretty decent that a future I'm most pretty close is when they had the VR episode, uh, probably back in like I think 2000, 2001, where they put on all their gear and they were able to travel to different sites, different chat rooms, all in the virtual avatars. Uh, I think we could do better than that. I think simplistically, uh, not simplistically, I'm just making up words now. Uh, I think, I think realistically, potentially down the road, if there is a certain technology that not will not only that I should take one step back, technology that isn't invasive to your brain per se, but with the but if there is an ability to to actualize like to gather your thoughts in your head and turn it into actual information that can be used. So for example, if I wanted to uh, say update, say if I wanted to go to ESPN.com right now, I would have to physically get my mouse, get my hand, put my mouse, move it over the cursor, you know, t click click the address bar, type in letter by letter www with my like fourth finger dot, you know, with my other fourth finger on right hand, you know, dot ESPN.com, all the little motions. See, when I say it out like that, it sounds very exhausting, but with our heads, you know, our, our hands automatically do that for us. But uh, translating that, say, from a computer, you know, desktop computer to a phone, and I'm going to, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to where I'm getting at. The chance of doing that to a phone, I think we've limited those actions to just say a swipe, a press, and then you can even just for the same thing or just move your finger around to the appropriate place. That's less actions. Now, moving forward to what I'm talking about, I'm just talking about, hey, I can simply look at the URL and think, I want to go to ESPN. Don't have to say a thing, don't have to say anything, don't have to say anything out loud, Alexa doesn't have to hear it. It would just pop up ESPN.com, boom. Okay, I go on ESPN.com right now. Alright, and I'm, I'm basically doing this like a, like a schlep to walk you through this example. But assuming I go on ESPN.com, you know, just thinking about the action, typing it in and hitting enter, I'll see the first link that says uh, Chad Johnson trying out for XFL's kicker. Oh, that's interesting, cool. Alright, I'll just look at that and then, I don't know, I can wink or just think, click. You know, go in there. All of a sudden, it's, I'm already done. Okay, I'm looking at it, it's seamless. I read the headline, I'm like, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. You know, I'm just thinking, like, that's like, I wanted to go up, I'm gonna read more, I wanna read more, I wanna read more. I keep reading the text, I see two paragraphs when I'm done reading, okay, keep going down, keep going down. Okay, I think, I think there is an ability or a way for us to uh, not only track these motions and thoughts, I mean, that has to be because, not the ability to track, but we're already thinking about this and our hands are already doing the gestures for it. But I think there's the ability for us to just simply think, read, tell ourselves to move it up, and have the ability for this whatever internet futuristic thing I'm talking about to automatically do that. Uh, I, know, I know it sounds absurd, I get it. Um, and it sounds very futuristic, but, the, but uh, when I was pulling up information about what actually could be done, and if whoever will be clearly smarter than me, like maybe an engineer or, or a scientist, and I don't know who listens to this, I'm still assuming uh, you know, some people are still trying to sleep, and then I still think there's like 20 professors that are just observing every little thing I say and then just dissecting it <laughs> in a classroom. But, um, but 
what I wrote for the concept specifically, I think I had this backwards, but the idea, like I said, ThoughtBot, just, th you know, just thoughtful internet, the internet using thoughts, or whatever technology, just simply through thoughts. However, uh, what, what I have here with the notes of saying, wavelength technology in head to connect to connect a hub for VR type of internet experience. So by wavelength technology, I mean, maybe there's a device in our head that simply can just read our thoughts uh, through all like the cortexes, I'm making up words now, but like through like the uh, neural pathways in our, in our head that are run through like I think electricity or the, the electric pulses. If there is a way to translate how, how that comes up into Wi-Fi form, and that's the thing, because uh, more or less, what is it? Everything that connects their brain or whatever, those are all, you know, they're electrical wires. They're not, but, you know, they're neural, neural pathways, same things. Now they run out of electrical currents, I believe. Uh, and I pulled up uh, this article where it's from 2018. Uh, uh, this might be out there, but I'm just pulling this up. Don't have to take this for what it's worth. This is still clearly me just talking about ideasick versus reality. But, but uh, this says... A team of researchers led by the University of California, Berkeley's Helen Wills Neuroscience Institute, has tracked the progress of thought through the brain, showing how a region called the prefrontal cortex coordinates activity to help us act in response to a perception. The team's results appear in the journal Nature Human Behavior. So it seems like the technology right now, at least as the, I would say, relative ability to read thoughts, uh, maybe not the exact thoughts, but uh, at least it could detect whether you're searching for answer or response or certain or certain actions can be can be tracked. I'm thinking there has to be an evolved way of not only just tracking these thoughts, but perhaps just doing it in a non-invasive way. Okay, I'm saying like the Wi-Fi uh, wave-like technology because I feel like if there's just something like there has to be something that can directly read a thought like it, it's it's all electric electric pathways and maybe it maybe it doesn't have to be or maybe it might have to be invasive at first who knows maybe technology will change but i feel like wavelength technology is so like ahead of the future at least in this context and i'm just saying that maybe it's completely made up who knows but but let's see going back down to the concept uh, neural pathways electrical into unique frequencies that could be read on wavelength technology signals we give away like uh, they have the things you put on your head and it reads it. It just needs to be simplified, right? I put a question mark. So again, this thought was more so just me talking out loud. Uh, in regards to the competition, I put, this is probably just extra thoughts, uh, no pain, staking hardware or goggles that cause motion sickness. And I mean, that's pretty much the style. Uh, I know Google Glass was, I think it was supposed to be something like that, but then I think people had a lot of motion sickness, or VR too, there's still some motion sickness, and I know technology is catching up to that. Um, AR is getting up there too, but we use the screen to more or less show what we want with our hand motions and move around with the world relative. Um, but going back here uh, to the notes. Uh, tech in theory, there will be no painstaking hardware, hardware or goggles that would cause motion sickness. Uh, create one network, one environment. Subcultures and stuff can be made from it. Um, these are fragmented notes. Remember to flesh out further. So, uh, again, this was a completely out there concept. I get it. And if you're still listening to this, I would wonder why you're not falling asleep or just think this guy's crazy. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but I, I always t I tell myself to write, to write these thoughts down. Uh, you never know. Maybe some 
engineer is just trying to figure out, you know, how do I do this? And then they listen to this and all of a sudden, like, maybe something clicks and they're able to try something. You know, it's a point, it's, it's a non-zero percent chance it's happening. And the way I see it is, you know, I think we're all usually inspired or thoughts or whatever are inspired from other people eventually or our personality is more or less made up of decisions and experiences in our lives. Who knows, maybe this thought can pass through somewhere in some way in the future and, and something can happen from it. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I just like to I can come up with ideas and then and then at least have some do some research to say like, oh, this might be theoretically possible, um, assuming that we have a billion things go right. But you know, I don't know. I, li I like the theory graph a lot. That's just me. So that was idea number two. Um, and I know we're already 30 minutes in. I like to make these episodes a little bit shorter, but uh, I don't know. I feel pretty giddy about those two. Uh, well, the Wavelength one is clearly out there, like, that's like Jetson's 20, I was gonna say 2020, but we're in 2020. Uh, Jetson's 3030. Something, something along those lines. Uh, and I wonder if something, uh, something does exist, and, you know, it's my podcast. You guys can fall asleep while I search online right now, it's all you. Just close your eyes, relax, just listen to my wandering thoughts as I try to verify if there's any, um, Wi-Fi technology that connects to your brain for thoughts. Uh, can Wi-Fi read brains? Because the way I see it, too, nah, that's that's a side rant. But with all machine learning, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is this? Did you know this is on a this is on Medium? Can Wi-Fi transmit thoughts inside human brains as of 2018? So that's that's what we have. A, I have a Quora answer, a Tech Times, and a Medium. When I just typed in "Can Wi-Fi read brains," so. Uh, this is like a five-part series. I wish I had a yes or a no uh, before I describe it. Take a moment to think. So actually, this might be something I... Let's see. This guy says, Synapsing to process the two brains with the same or similar brain hardware functions that magnetically... Ah, magnets. Okay, connect because they see and process the surrounding world in a similar way. It is as though you are reading their minds and they are reading yours. Both of you can finish each other's sentence. Uh, it is... Okay, let's see. Here's another one on Quora. Can Wi-Fi transmit thoughts inside human brains? Uh, that is difficult to do even with surgical alteration. It's far easier to do with simple suggestion. Look around you, you'll find everyone is trying to change your mind. That's not, yeah, how EM frequencies of any nature influence the various systems of the human body is a fascinating subject that has made some successes, but still requires a great deal of study. For instance, you can simply create a powerful burst to overwhelm, but you can produce someone with an EM pulse grenade. Alright, so it's kind of there. Uh, and then they pretty much say Wi-Fi, human brains are connected, human brains are interconnected. Now a leading professor of University of Sheffield in, in South Yorkshire, England, has suggested of a phenomenon that could explain why people have gut feelings. Uh, they claim that the human brain is interconnected to others through a type of Wi-Fi that allows people to pick up information about other people. I do recall, before I hop onto a different subject um, similar to this, I know we're still talking about that same idea, I do recall there was a study, I think, like the brain study, uh, if you guys have watched the Netflix series, The Explained, that I think they showed how, uh, despite how people are wired differently, they can still be interconnected through like the electrical pulses. So I don't think my, I, I still don't think my idea is absurdly far-fetched. I mean, it's far-fetched, it's out there, but uh, I do think something like that is plausible. Uh, okay, that's all. That is all I'm trying to say. Third idea. I, I feel like we're going so slow, but it feels like it's going so fast, too, guys. And I'm, I'm going to tone down the pace, too. And 
Uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the rain. Uh, before I dive into the other subject, I always like to throw these little hints of just what's going on with the podcast uh, or suggestions, but I'm going to be switching uh, uh, my software. I know I'm using GarageBand, but I'm going to be switching to Audacity in a few more episodes and to see how that works. So uh, let me know how that goes. I know I've been trying to work the, the sounds here and Again, if you're new to the podcast, you're, you're already going to be listening to uh, rain sounds, particularly other sounds. But I want to, I want, excuse me, to up my sound game soon. So uh, pay more attention to that in the future. I, I, I think I have an, a good idea where I want this podcast to be going, at least early, like in the early sections. Okay, number three. The name I call this, and this is an app, I call it Listy. Now, this is supposed to track short-term, medium-term, and long-term tasks. How I see listing apps should be, at least in my head. Uh, it just needs to be simple. No overthinking and, the, and some of the occasional iteration. So, I think this comes um, derived from my frustration of a proper list-building app that doesn't really uh, do what I want it to. So, for example, I think Wonderlist... Uh, uh, even the notes app, uh, Asana. I use Cl- uh, I use ClickUp or Monday or whatever. Uh, you know, you're able to create tasks and lists that you can do, but there isn't one that automatically helps you. And I want to verify this too while we're talking, but there isn't one that doesn't that doesn't exactly designate here are daily tasks that I want to focus on that are explicitly that with notifications that will get you to want to do those daily tasks, followed by medium term tasks, which might be something that may take two days to a week, maybe two weeks to do, such as, hey, maybe I should write this Medium article, or hey, maybe I should, uh, I don't know, work, you know, fix the doors or do things around the house. And then there's the long-term tasks, which are going to be more so project-based, which I think more of the uh, I see business softwares um, already kind of do already, which is like the Asanas, the, all the Trello boards and everything else, which, which are more visually pleasing. Um, that focus on long-term tasks, um, but you can kind of do them in in order of you know items that need to be done. But uh, that's kind of how I think about this particular app is because uh, I think day to day when you're creating a list, uh, people tend to categorize it in things that they're doing and not so much things that will require time and resourcing. And uh, and for me, I'm a big fan of trying to be efficient and provide the max value over time. And, uh, you know, if we're able to, to figure out, hey, you know, here are these less than day one tasks or, you know, in general, and not just for a software-based specific, um, you know, sprint or iteration or whatever um, those are. Uh, I, I already know it. I'm just trying to get to, to my point. But that's something that, say, I wake up and here are like three things, here are like 12 things I need to get done today. You know, go to the bank, you know, wash the dishes, make the bed, chores move along things okay um, but uh, I think when you start mixing those in with like say medium tasks such as hey you know get that bank obligation or you know create a new bank account or create a new whatever account that might take like three or four hours you know those tasks t- have a certain weight and, ha- and take up a certain amount of capacity at least in my experience and some of those shouldn't be qualified as equal values in, in your day to day and I know some uh some more software, you know, uh, developers, software technology that does that. Um, like Pivotal Tracker, I think Trello does that too. There are a couple out there that you're able to weigh the time and effort for the task. 
However, I do think just having a simple list that's a short, medium, long with predetermined things for you. So you don't have to pick. You don't have to bet how long it's going to take. You already just know, based on these time frames, what's worth it and where. Okay, so I, that that's kind of the idea and the concept behind it. Uh, and I'm going to quick do a search on Google because I wrote this, like I said, a long time ago. And I feel like something like this could exist already. And I have not done any competitive analysis and long-term goal goal uh, or task checklist checklist app. Let's see if there's anything that exists here. Uh, so there are ten yeah check inspections and inspection and checklist app a visual checklist app ten apps to achieve your goals and build the new. So I'm just going to read a few of these just as I see as potential competitors or maybe something that exists and then if something pops up I'll let you guys know that this app is terrible and you can do what you want. But I see Monday.com. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much clip up, click up, but that's the paid version. Uh, I would have to manually set those again, so I wouldn't count that as one. Smartsheet could be something, but I don't know if that's going to be an app form. I'm going to pull this up. I, I'm really curious to see if this is something that could work. See, this is a team productivity tool. I'm looking for a personal tool, not team productivity. Uh, I see Asana. I use that currently, and again, that's not the same thing. Uh, what I'm talking about, there's Rike. Let's see, leading software work management tools. So all these are still in a work, work base, and I'm looking for personal base. So, uh, so I think, like I said, Wonderlist is like one. But uh, let's see, personal task list um, based on time period. And maybe I can find a solution for you. Monday's easy task list. So, so looking at these uh, task methods to do list personal task. So end task manager could be one. Maybe I said that before. I'm pulling this up. There are a lot. Yeah, wonder list to do list. I had that for a while, and again, that never. It never did what I wanted it to. Like it, it just kept track of the simple list, but I still had to set up what it was for and the categories. And like I said, my goal is to be more time-based. And Ntask looks like it's a project management tool, time tracking module. So again, this is not this is not what I want. Order list, key features. So off the top of my head, I don't think there's anything that pops up that. Yeah, there's nothing that pops up in the way I'm imagining it. Uh, everything else is just based off of, you know, just, just structure structuring your task based off of function, and not so much time based. And maybe I'm one of the few people that only thinks that way, like just like time value uh, task. Because I don't know, I just I don't know. Uh, uh, now nah, I'm not gonna explain myself more. I feel like six minutes is enough talking about this. And or is it six minutes? Yeah, yeah six minutes. So uh, there you have it. That's the uh, time time tracking. Sorry, uh, task task based list around short term, long term, medium goals. Uh, I I just think when it comes to building momentum day to day, getting in the flow of productivity, uh, you know, you can have certain strategies that you can connect with it as well. Because uh, I don't know, everyone has their own different methods, and I I want to have an app that gives the people the ability to have the core functions ready for them and then they can use it ha as they see fit. Or at least make them aware that there are different ways to, to use the app to get the same result.
Uh, and I, I don't know, I feel like most apps just don't do that. Or most, like, most apps that you're trying to solve problems don't actually give people the flexibility to use it how they want it, despite the goal of, being, of it being the same. Yeah, I think that might do sense. Number four, and this is going to be the last one, and I'm going to tone down this. I know I sound a little bit excited. I'm going, like, left and right all over these places, and I don't blame you if you just think I just sound like a madman. I feel like I sound like a madman, too. But, uh, you know, aside from you guys, hopefully you're sleeping, and maybe, maybe potentially, too, if you're hearing this in your sleep, maybe my voice is just, you know, throwing ideas your way, and you're just dreaming up ways to solve these things. But uh, this one, this is... A, I could say it's an app, but I would say it could be more of a platform, an enterprise software platform of a startup, suppose, supposedly, um, that's focused on uh, maybe B2B and B2C-ish. Uh, and I call it Talent Up. And this is the way, this is uh, an ability to quantify skills, talents, etc., um, superimposed on different traits of, say, of workers. Uh, so kind of thinking of what, so if we wanted to transfer it to, uh, say, talent agencies for entertainers, uh, I think you guys have, some of you might have heard of like the Q score, which are just a variety of factors that can uh, give a score based off of a celebrity's fame or, or the value of their fame. Um, translate that into everyday workers, this is going to be more normalized to find top talent and pay them correctly. Now, uh, the whole idea behind this is to actually quantify skills and talent. And I think we're seeing that more and more in both, uh, I would say, everyday application, especially in the sports realm. Uh, I know you guys, are, some of you should be familiar with like PFF. Uh, we talk about this in sports betting and fantasy football. You know, these are all things that, depending on how well you perform, uh, yards, you know, completion or running or points scored or whatever, um, those are quantified uh, in some some way, shape, or form. And whenever the, whenever there's a new sports game come, comes out with Madden. Uh, you see, like their speed, stamina, rating, and all these different metrics based off of, based off of you know a certain play or based off of attributes that are determinant of a player's value. I believe something like this could actually be valuable in the workspace as well. Uh, and just looking through my notes here, I'm gonna pull this up. I uh, mentioned the primarily a B2C application that fills in the missing pieces of a major portion. Uh, yeah, major portion of moving that people hate spending money. Oh, okay. So the application for this is more so uh, keeping track and 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 quantifying talent. It could be within an internal uh, internal organization uh, long term. And I know this is probably going to get some flack based off of privacy or whatever uh, privacy laws. But if there's also a way to quantify it for external, so say if there's a way to quantify all of your abilities. Uh, and you want to just give it to a resume too, into like a talent agency, and you can quantify. Oh, this guy is a great marketer. Well, what, what, like, how great is he in marketing? Well, let's look at his creativity skills, his writing skills, his ability to uh, understand where the trends are, uh, his ability to actually get results, his previous history. Um, if we're, able, we're probably able to quantify a lot of that, um, if someone wanted to take the time to do that. But in this hyperimposed, I guess, example. Uh, that I'm writing here. It's mainly primarily going to be used for internal work for internal workforces So if you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to move within certain parts of the company uh, you could potentially use uh, These skills to help find evolve and grow your current talent or maybe just uh, yeah evolve, evolve your talent 
Uh, translating skill and needs varies for different types of companies. Having the ability to measure and build based off of a company's needs, and that's a big that's a big asterisk right there. Is based off of company's needs is valuable in maintaining and appreciating employees. Saving millions for small to mid-sized business uh, sorry, saving millions for small and mid-sized businesses and billions for enterprise-level clients don't fall in the trap of bad hiring and misevaluating talent. So again, whether if it's tests or just seeing their day-to-day, uh, whether if it's like quantifying their work ethic or their ability as whatever scope they're doing. Uh, and I know, for example, if we talk about like developers, and I've read this stuff on Quora too, you know, what's the difference between a senior developer, uh, mid-level developer, and a junior developer? So I generally say a senior developer has that experience, they have the trust, and they're able to um, strategically solve problems versus someone who's junior that might just be able to be just a code monkey that you have to tell them the problem to solve because they don't have the ability to find it, um, at least not yet. So over time, you know, when these traits move up and you can see how people grow, you can update their skill sets or their numbers accordingly. Uh, and I know there's probably going to be some people talking about, oh, you know, if, if someone doesn't like you, they can give you bad scores. Yeah, that's that's a real thing, uh, but that's also not really too different from people just, you know, uh, saying, oh, you just don't, you know, you didn't get the job because, you know, um, of maybe something you said at work, but that's actually not disclosed. And it could just be more pure of a, an emotional factor versus a an emotional factor that's quote-unquote quantified here. Uh, but, like I said, maybe I'm just overthinking that a little bit too much. Uh, whenever I start coming up with an idea, I start thinking of, okay, well, how will this impact people, and then how will this somehow end up getting me sued? Because whatever with Uber or whatever, like, they're always getting sued. There's always a lawsuit, they're always getting in trouble. So, I don't know, I try to think of, like, all these situations and then potentially good ways to solve them, potentially find ways to vet the right company, or, you know, or, or figure out the, the potential solution to these potential problems ahead of time. Or at least making them aware uh, ahead of time, so then that could be something we can focus on later if this is an idea that's going to be uh, implemented down the road. So there you guys have it. I know, for me this felt like it flew by, uh, and this was only four ideas. I know these seem to be very heavy ideas, uh, big time, um, but you can probably start seeing, uh, I don't know, maybe this is more like the meat and potatoes of when I'm thinking about what the ideas here is. Just I want to come up, with, I'm just like coming up with concepts and trying to figure out how can it be valuable in real life, where is this application going to be needed, and it's ultimately just figuring out um, the, the whys of each particular area. I mean, because I mentioned here, it, it could be a B2C application, and B2C is business to technically employee, it's more B2E. But depending on a niche, for example, I know like for logistics, like for drivers, I know they, like, I think they change, change things, uh, like put their traveling distance to be more elect all electronic based and not like hand, you know, pen and paper based. And that actually created a big shift in the moving industry because people couldn't take advantage of like certain laws or, or they couldn't like get away with breaking certain laws and traveling with their destination. Um, hence, like, a, it, hence it, um, up, it increased the cost of a lot of like, um, like 3PL logistics and regular uh, logistics stuff because when everything's tracked, you can only travel X amount of miles a day and then you have to get a quote unquote rest based off of whatever rules are out there. So. Uh, it's really just figuring out the actual application and the niche that uh, makes sense for this. And this might only be perfect for, like, say, talent agencies and just keeping keeping yourself involved with, like, say, top-level talent and then just start handing out profiles based off of uh, the stats you give them. 
and the, the graphical thing I had behind it was like it'd be kind of like those uh, spider graphs. You know, there's like five or six different points, and then uh, depending on a certain skill set, you can fill up to one and ten, and the more area you cover, is probably the more valuable that you are, at least based off of certain metrics. Um, that's kind of what I was getting at with this. Uh, again, I really need to spend time coming up drawing up with these, but uh, at this point, I've already talked about 36 different ideas in about five episodes. So you can definitely tell that even just trying to draw up one of these fully flushed out uh, it will, will be pretty time intensive. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I will actually man up, ball up or whatever and reach out to someone who's more knowledgeable with the business than me and they can just, uh, just get me going on the right path of turning one of these into life. I know I need to be doing that. Um, outside of that first idea I mentioned, which I'm very adamant about, I feel like there, I, uh, in my heart of hearts, I feel like there needs to be more more of these types of ideas that are being pushed out, and maybe there is, and maybe I'm just unaware. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, that that's all that I want, wanted to share with you guys today uh, in this particular episode of Droolish. Uh, hopefully you are able to keep your sleep or fall asleep. I know some for some of you guys who are listening, um, this might not be the, the most interesting thing to talk about. However, I always find it very interesting just to kind of think either out, think outside the box. And according to my wife, you know, sometimes it's not about thinking inside the box or outside of the box. It's just using the damn box itself is, is the actual solution, uh, which I don't think people talk about, but I found that to be pretty brilliant. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I hope you get, hopefully you guys have a wonderful sleep. Uh, if you're awake, uh, feel free to listen to any other episode of Droolish. Uh, this is my plug. Actually, don't eh, screw that plug. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out, but I'm, I'm sorry for that. But if you still want to uh, reach out, hopefully you reach out in the morning and don't turn on your phone. Please do not. I highly suggest not doing that when you're trying to sleep. It will, it will hurt your cause. Uh, but in the morning when you get up, if you have any ideas or things you want to shoot by me, or things you want me to talk about, again, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. I'm always happy and eager to talk to you guys. Uh, and I'm doing my best to get to uh, responding to emails. And... I always do appreciate the kind words. I am very happy and grateful to be doing this podcast and talking about kind of whatever's on my mind. I'm extremely grateful for you guys to even want to be listening, um, at least enough to fall asleep. And hopefully you guys can take care and dream easy.